Boss! 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 Welcome back to a mid-March edition of At The Buzzer. Uh, we are a Ralphie Report podcast, of course, and we cover everything about Colorado athletics that you need to know, of course. Um, and given the time of year and what has gone on in the past five months, what you need to know is postseason basketball, baby. We just finished the regular season and the conference tournaments, and we'll talk about all of that stuff. Um, by we, I mean me. One co-host, Jack, over there is the other co-host, Sam. Say hello, Sam. Hello. There it is. Um, and we are going to be running through uh, everything about Colorado hoops right before the advent of spring football, which will make us much sadder than what, what we, we just went through. Um, so Yeah, we're not going to talk about spring football, though, because <laughs> it's March Madness season. We're going to talk about the NIT. We're going to talk about the women's N- NCAA tournament, and yes. we're going to talk about the men's NCAA tournament. Yes. And I don't really... I haven't been able to follow this season very much, so Jack is going to help me fill out a bracket. Uh, yeah, I, I, I will tell you how I filled out my bracket, which, of course, will have so much. I, I'm always a biased bracket filler out here, so uh, yeah, you'll just yeah. get to hear I'll, my favorite teams throughout the year, all that stuff. Yeah, and I'll, I'll know where the grains of salt need to be. Okay, good. Well, um, let's dig in. So you mentioned men's NIT. How did we get there? Um, let's start. Since last we spoke, the CU basketball team went to the Pac-12, uh, the Vegas for the Pac-12 Men's Conference Tournament. Always a great time in Vegas. For those of you who went out there, that's fantastic. Um, I'm glad to see it come back in full force um, this week, this year. And they were the fourth seed. So this is the second year in a row the CU had a bye heading into the conference tournament, something that hadn't happened in a long, 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 long time um, before that. And it's a transition season. And it's a transition season, exactly. Um, A lot of young players there. CU is the fourth seed. They end up facing Oregon as the fifth seed after Oregon dispatched 12 seed Oregon State. Um, Ending a, I believe they're three and 27 to end their year. Just a great year for the Beavers. Um, Enough to drag the entire back 12 down. I'll tell you that. Oh, um, oh, 234 yep. ahead of 243 Texas A&M Corpus Christi, who is the worst team to make the tournament this year. CNC. Um, I'm happy to imagine it's the worst power six team in the country. It's either them or Georgetown. Got to be. Oh, man. Okay. But enough distraction. Talking about Oregon State. Yeah. Again. So, so Oregon, <laughs> Oregon lost or Oregon beat Oregon State to face CU in the second round of the conference tournament. Um, and that game was kind of ugly for the first bit. CU made two shots, I think, out of like 12 um, and actually missed a dunk in the first bit of the conference tournament, which was upsetting because KJ Simpson was going to have a nice dunk there. Um, and Oregon has <laughs> a against CU all-star once again, and Quincy Garrier, who averaged like 10 points a game against the rest of the country and then like yeah, 25 like, points a game against CU. He looked so good. He was making everything. He was playing yeah. with so much confidence. I mean, I was so high on him before the year. I just thought he was going to be a really good player for them. And in my yeah. very small sample size, he totally was. But if you guess, if you go to any other game against any other team, uh, he wasn't. 
Yeah, you also thought uh, Oregon would be a top ten team nationally this year. Yep, uh, that's the thing hey, with Oregon is I'm wrong. we no we 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 have no idea who is even on their team yes. until they start playing. So we really don't know, and it's so hard to tell who's going to be good and who's not going to be good. Yeah, it's, it's all when about everybody yeah. transferring. Yeah. It's all about how they match up, um, and and with each other. And Will Richardson, I should say, should mention their top scorer, Will Richardson, was sick out for the tournament, so they didn't have Richardson as their point guard when they played CU, um, yeah, and that showed out, showed up. So um, Evan Batty got in foul Dante in foul trouble, which left Oregon with just Frank Kepnang, and I don't know, I should know how to say his last name, but just. Um, one big guy out there um, who still got a lot of blocks, but in general, CU had their way on offense in the second half um, and really put this team away on a really big night from Evan Batty once again, who's playing great basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, w- another great game from KJ, especially. Um, and then Tristan doing Tristan things. Or, I mean, I don't even remember the game, to be completely honest. So, <laughs> I, it was so- just- it Jabari went 18 and 17, I believe, for a yes. double double. He got every single rebound. It was a casual uh, double double, by the way. Yes, very casual. Um, Evan Batty had a double double as well. I think he went 22 and 10, maybe a little more. Still sniping from three point range. Yeah. As you mentioned, KJ came off the bench. I think he dropped like 11, 7, and 7, which is just a classic McKinley Wright stat line. Um, and Julian Hammond continues to start, continues to play some pretty good minutes at the point guard spot. Um, he doesn't finish games. Game. Okay, well, okay. Sorry. Uh, I need to snipe him. Yeah, it's about the same, man. Um, <laughs> and Luke O'Brien, once again, showing out, hit a three, some great hustle minutes. He just is yeah. like in, the in classic game. hustle guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't that say you don't I, mean to snipe and then continue to snipe as you look that, ahead. That one I meant. Um, okay, well. So CU played how we wanted to play against Oregon. Winning that Oregon game was huge for at least like NIT seeding, getting a home game in the NIT. Put CU at 21 wins on the year, which is a great year. I think that's still like top 15 all-time win and seasons. Oregon, in CU Oregon got a five seed in the NIT, by the way. So it did. That, that was the difference. yes yeah exactly yes a hundred percent um Oregon for for their part didn't score too much in the second half Eric Williams did okay for them once again Quincy Garrier put in like 25 and then um oh who's the other guy that scored the rest of their points oh my <laughs> god I I don't remember oh my god I'm just totally blanking let me pull the box Thank you. Uh, basically, two players scored like 80% of the points against CU in this game. Um, Jacob Young? Yes, thank you. Jacob okay. Young, who's hitting all sorts of tough shots. But their, their postseason was ended as CU won. Um, and elsewhere in the bracket, UCLA won, USC won, uh, and Arizona won to reach the quarter semifinals of the conference mm-hmm. tournament. So yes. for what seems like the 8,000th year in a row, CU played Arizona in the Pac-12 semis. Yeah, um, and they they started out very, very well. Um, you, you pretty much have to play perfectly to beat Arizona, at least mm-hmm. when Arizona is focused, which they weren't in Boulder. Um, and CU, I think they hit like seven of their first 10 threes. Jabari Walker hit four of his first four threes. Um, they were just firing on. Hey, do you hear the dog? Nope. 
Oh, never mind. There's a dog barking, and he's sitting on the couch with me. Oh, now I can hear a little bit of that. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they, they started out great. Everything was going their way. It was just Arizona was keeping up with them. It wasn't like Oregon where they had a, a really bad first half, but they they stayed in it at halftime because they had played great defense. Um, Arizona was – they were right there with them, and it was even – just great that CU was leading in the early minutes. Uh, but it, it didn't feel sustainable, and it wasn't, it turned out. But it, I, I still had a great time watching this game, even if I knew how it was going to end. Um, but the only thing I would say with when I sniped Luke O'Brien, not to get ahead of myself, that Azulis Tubelis was just too much for him. <laughs> and it, it seems pretty clear that they were targeting him. And uh, Luke kind of gets uh, confused off the ball sometimes. And they were running some, Arizona was running some actions where he had to track his guy and he kept getting lost. So that, 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 that was the snipe. But I don't actually mean that. He, he, he's still a first year player, really. Yeah. So let's, let's zoom out a little bit, provide some context. Yeah. Um, CU just beat Arizona, obviously, in senior day two weeks prior, like a drubbing 16 point win. Um, we talked how much fun that game was, how it was so great to see CU just pound the paint over and over again against one of the country's best two-point defenses. Um, how everything went right, there was, you know, it was just a really clean game. Um, and like you said, it started out pretty clean for CU. They were hitting everything from behind the arc. Evan Batty was stroking. Troy Walker was stroking. Keyshawn Bartholomew was stroking. They uh, they had a lot of stuff going. I was going. stroking. Um, so, uh, (laughs) they, but the thing that was different is like you said, not unlike at, at CU, Arizona is actually hitting a lot of shots too. Um, CU's defense was still pretty good. It wasn't just as intense or as suffocating as it was in Boulder. And also Arizona was just hitting more shots. Um, we talked about this before, but the Pac-12 tournament is basically a home game for Arizona. They have so many fans that travel and it felt like that. Um, <laughs> and they were wearing their fucking Kirk Chrissa headbands. Yes. Acting like he had died. Yes, I did see that. He just sprained his ankle. They, they love Kirk Chrissa, man. I don't I don't get it, <laughs> but they love Kirk Chrissa. So I thought you do like him. No, you like him. Hmm. I think he's fun. Yeah, I, I am not a I, fan of the way he plays college basketball. But he's, you know, he's, okay. I guess if he was on my team, I would like him. I think I, I tend to like small guards who are saucy. Yeah, I and mean, he certainly thinks he's saucy. Um, like for he's sure. not trying to, he's not trying to like undercut players on charge calls like TJ McConnell. I hate TJ McConnell. Well, he still flops a lot. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, um, no Kirk Crease in this game for Arizona. Um, but the difference was versus between the game two weeks ago in this game is that Arizona's hitting a lot of shots and they also just made it a priority to get the ball inside and finish inside. Um, and a large part of that was Zulus Tubelis who took anyone he wanted off the dribble uh, against CU. So after that, you got a lot of foul calls and the whole game CU was just struggling with fouls. Um, Jabari Walker had foul trouble all game. Evan Batty had two within like 10 minutes of the first half. Nick Clifford had a bunch of fouls. So you end up with, I mean, CU has eight players available. Parquet's out for the year. Lovering's out for the year. Ruffin, Allen, both out for the year. Like, 
there's not a lot that you can do if you end up fouling the big men. Hence, putting Luke O'Brien in at power forward trying to guard Azulus Dubelis, yeah. which yeah. made Azulus Dubelis have Silva 18 points in the first half. Like that's yeah, that's yeah. what's gonna happen. I think they were playing the Silva at center and Luke O'Brien at power forward, which is not ideal. No, um, and the only thing keeping him in it was CU's behind the arc because the other thing I want to mention in the overview of this game is CU just could not make a layup. Arizona's very good at altering shots. Oh. Part of that's Coloco. Part of that's their Balo. But, but these also, CU layup. just missed bunnies over and over again. De Silva missed like five layups. Nick Clifford had so many beautiful moves in transition that just ended with a clank off the rim. Uh, it was upsetting. It was upsetting. I think Shapiro, Jake Shapiro was tallying at some point, and he said, I, I don't remember what point in the game, I think it was in the second half, that they ended up, they were like 6-17 and 17 from two uh, in the game, which is how, how you lose. How many times did you tweet about the layups being missed? I think three. Yeah. Yes. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, so the shooting still kept them in it, and they fought hard in the second half. Arizona was just – who they have been all year. They scored in bunches often, you know, they were able to run. My third was mostly catch captain check Bendik Mathurin, their best player, and also had a bunch of fouls, foul trouble. Um, but to, to Bella stepped up in his absence, uh, Justin Keir, Kier, uh, who was starting, uh, instead of Kirk Creesa, did really yes. well off the dribble. I like He's really good. Him. Yeah. Old school and Dan guard, and Terry is also very good. Those guys are good. Yes. Uh, they, they looked really, really good. <laughs> um, but in, in the end, so you just couldn't have en- didn't have enough two pointers to, to keep up. And uh, I don't think this was malicious. I think it's just the way that the two teams played this game. Arizona shot 20 more free throws about than CU did. I don't think this was a foul discrepancy. Yeah. I don't think it's mm-hmm. like that. The, the refs were trying to say, like we got to make sure Arizona wins this game. It it's because Arizona put the ball in the paint every time they could, and CU was allergic to doing that without Batty or Walker on the floor. I I think in the way that they're getting into the paint too, like a lot of those fouls, especially in the second half, were when CU was fronting oh, um, yeah. the post, and they weren't really doing a great job. They're getting grabby with it, and the refs were calling that. Uh, maybe in another game where the refs aren't, like they can get away with it, but they they should have stopped doing that once they realized they're getting called. Um, yeah. But then every all those CU, whatever they got into the paint and they were missing those layups, and even when they were contested, Arizona just wasn't fouling. They weren't hacking at all. They ha- they were playing defense with their hands up. Um, no, they so, sh- I mean, they should be finishes. It wasn't like they were yeah, finishing through yeah. contact, but yeah. But I mean, there wasn't even, there wasn't even contact, really. And okay. it was clean contact. So I wanted to blame the refs for everything, but there was nothing to complain about. Yeah, so to, to add to the finishing struggles, KJ Simpson had a great game against Oregon, and he did not have a great game against Arizona. Um, I believe he had two points in the first half with a disastrous turnover to end the half. with a, That was a five-point swing. Yeah, um, Couldn't hit a shot from the outside. Just wasn't playing. You know, got a few of those fouls fronting the post that you mentioned. Uh, just couldn't, you know, it was just a different game. Arizona looked really mm-hmm. good. I, and to the point, to this team's credit, I think CU still looked like a tournament team in this loss. Oh, Arizona's going to do that also, to a lot of teams. 
I don't know why I said anything about Hammond. He was really good in this game. Like for for his. Role <laughs> that's that's what I was trying to think through. Yeah, I was yeah, like, really? Yeah. Like he shot a lot of threes that went in. Like he was playing pretty smart. No, no, no. I don't. I don't know what I was thinking. Um. Yes. Yeah, well. So in the end, Arizona takes this game by ten. Um. And CU's conference tournament ends, and with it, the NCAA tournament hopes that this team had also ended. Um. So. Th- Selection Sunday happens. We probably we likely know CU's nowhere near getting in um, mm-hmm. in the NCAA bracket, but we look at the NIT bracket, which we knew they were slated for, and I still think they got a pretty garbage draw. Um, but yeah. CU gets a force. Right. I mean, I don't know much about St. Bonaventures. I know they were ranked like I think 17th or something earlier in the year. Um, they were they were hyped early as a mid major. They were hyped early as a mid-major darling, 100%. Because they had a Um, strong finish last year, and they brought everyone back. Yeah, the old uh, Richmond strategy. Um, (laughs) I'm not going to say that I've watched them play basketball this year, but it's kind of bad when I haven't really heard of anyone at all. Uh, You have a great point there. No, I mean, uh, no, no, no. I meant like uh, I haven't heard of them one way or the other this year other than being kind of disappointing um and i'm like i'm looking through their losses that they, they they seem like they did fine um they lost to george mason who uh our beloved george mason yes, a lot of foreign buffs. losing record they finished the losing record and only beat good teams <laughs> um weird, so weird um yeah, I mean, they, they got blown out in all their games that they played someone who was actually really good. Um, oh, they no, they beat Boise State. They beat Marquette early in the year. Mm-hmm. That's when they started moving beat up. Beat Clemson. Uh, is Clemson even good? Um, nope. And then they kind of teetered off once conference play started. And then they are, I don't know, they're just like a normal good mid-major team, it looks like. Yeah, so and let's... Have, Go ahead. Dude, I know I know one player on the team. Kyle Lofton. Um Osun the center. Hey. Yeah. Oh, I don't know Kyle Lofton. He's my second favorite K Lofton in basketball. Huh. Uh, well, Kyle Lofton is meant to be was meant to be like one of the best mid major guards this year. Um and he's he's good. He's not as transcendent as I thought he was gonna be, which is part of their problem. Hmm. What wait what what what's good about him? Do you, have you seen them play? Uh, shot making. Uh, yeah, I watched a little bit of him. He's he's one of those guys that'll just take a lot of threes, tough shots, and he'll make them. Oh, um, I don't like those guards. And he can shoot free throws pretty well, but he's not. He that was more last year. Um, yeah. So the Bonnies are coming to Boulder. So you get to host this game on Tuesday at nine p.m., which is a disgustingly late tip time. Um. Is it 9 p.m. local? I think 9 p.m. local. So I thought it was 7 p.m. local. No, I'm pretty sure it's 9. Let me look. Um, and just looking at the Ken Palm matchup for this, CU is slated as a pretty clean win, 66% winning percentage. Um, and supposed to be a four-point four win, supposedly. Um, and they, they play pretty similar basketball. They're slightly worse on defense um, and slightly better at offense than CU is. 
Um, but definitely guard heavy, and they play a like six man rotation. They are not deep, mm-hmm. which will not help them in the uh, altitude. Yeah. Um, have you found anything about the uh, tip? No. Give me a sec. Uh, while we're doing oh, okay. that, we'll go over the rest of the NIT bracket on CU side. Yes. So if they beat the Bonnies, uh, it's nine p.m. Play... local, by the way. What? It's nine p.m. local tip. So eleven oh. p.m. for St. Bonaventure. Yeah, but is that good for you? That should be good for CU because they're more. That's a more normal time for them. Super than... super late for St. Bonaventure for sure. But yeah, nine p.m. Does that, that matter? Were you there for the Auburn game? Was yes, that was so like, fun. That was very fun. Okay. Um, so CU, the, the one seed in the bracket is Oklahoma, who they're 18 and 15, and they beat a bunch of really, really good teams, including Kansas, right? Um, was it Baylor or Kansas they beat? Uh, I believe both near the end of the year. Oh, damn. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I, don't know what, I don't know much about this Oklahoma team. They're the one seed, and then Missouri State is the eight seed. Um. Baylor lost to Kansas. Oh, Baylor lost to Kansas. Okay. Um, So Oklahoma will likely have to go to Oklahoma to play that game. Uh, Do you know much about Oklahoma? How are they doing with uh, Porter Mosier and then the Groves brothers? That's what I know. Yeah, so Porter Porter Mosier, that's his name, um, got got them playing the best basketball near the end of this year. They're really fun to watch. Tanner Groves is one of the best offensive weapons and, you know, tries to hide a little bit defensively. Jacob yeah. Rose does not play. Um, they have a Duke transfer, Jordan Goldwire at point guard. He's pretty solid. Oh, um, Elijah Harkless has always been okay. Uh, Goldwire's fine. He's, he's your shoot yet. power. Sit- mm, not really. Like he's okay. I remember teams would stand like six feet back from him when he was at Duke. Um, it's not that bad. Um, but okay. he Mosier's offense is super fun to watch. He has a lot of back cuts and cuts. If you remember the Loyola teams, oh yeah, they just no, have, I love those offenses. Yeah, there's just there's always going to be a cutter coming in. Um, and they play around Groves as like a as a he's like a major star, and they just had to kind of cut around him. Um, but you know they play in the Big Twelve, which gives them a lot of their thirtieth and Ken Palm because of that. Um, you know, I I I long to be in one of these conferences where I can go. What do they go in conference like eight and twelve or something and be top thirty in Kempom? Yeah, the, um, the the Penn State. So let me just give you this <laughs> two month stretch they had where this is why they lost the tournament. Um, lost to Texas on the road, lost to TCU on the road, beat lost to Kansas at home by three, lost to Baylor at home by fourteen, beat West Virginia on the road. Lost to Auburn on the road. Um, then they lost to TCU at home. Lost to OSU on the road. Beat Texas Tech. That was a huge win for them. They're now four and seven in conference and 48 in Ken Palm. Um, then they lost to Kansas, lost to Texas, lost to Iowa State, lost to Texas Tech. That's the four. That's they had two wins in that two-month stretch. Four and eleven. Four and eleven in conference, and they are 41 in Ken Palm. <laughs> that's the Big 12 for you. Um, so they is ended the Big 12 up even that good, or is it just like a a circular thing. It's one of those circular things, but they're also really solid. I think they have a lot of it, but same thing as big 10. We're like, there is probably good teams here, but when you overinflate at the start and then they beat each other blah, 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 over and over again, instead of dropping down, 
perception wise they keep like cycling up i don't know it's this weird bit deal um but they played great basketball and the year and the conference season seven and 11 so i was close um and beat baylor lost to texas tech in the big 12 semifinals we're semi on the bubble they're a fun team they'll be okay they'll be a tough out if cu ends up facing them yeah i mean i hope we face them that'd be great you want to be better as if missouri state beat them and then we hosted another game yes against missouri state absolutely um, also on this side of the bracket, Mississippi State plays Virginia as the three seed and the six seed. How Mississippi State got a three seed and CU got a four seed is beyond me. I have no idea how that happened. It that seems to be an oversight. But hey, you know I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Also, Virginia Virginia has not been good the last no. years. They're pretty. No. Yeah. Uh, the two seed on that side is North Texas, who actually had a really good year this year. Won mm-hmm. a lot of games. Uh, and they're playing Texas they were State. Gonna be, they were, if they had won the, the Conference USA, uh, that's where they are, right? Or are they the WAC? Yeah, that's where they are. Uh, they would have been like one of those like 5-12 darlings that everybody likes. Yep. So um, that's the left side of the bracket or the left quadrant. Um, the other side of that we bracket. we have to do the rest? Well, we can just talk about some of the bigger – Names. Uh, other Pac-12 okay. teams. Wazoo got nice a four seed against Santa Clara, who's a beast. Um, I don't expect Wazoo to win that game. Um, and Oregon got the five seed against Utah State as a four. And Utah State, also a beast. I do not expect Oregon to win that game. Um, hey. So those are the other Pac-12 teams. Yeah. Uh, ideally, we play Dayton in the final four. And then we play Wake Forest in the championship game. That's the idea. Dallas Walden coming home. Yep. Um, this will be a nice transition. Uh, I think the best team in this tournament is likely to be Texas A&M or Oklahoma. It is a complete joke to me that Texas A&M did not make it into the tournament. That is yeah, absolute insanity. And this is the this is what I'm gonna my transition to the tournament talk. Wait, they they didn't they have like 23 wins? Oh, you're asking me to look up the resumes of Texas A&M versus, say, Indiana or Michigan? I will happily oblige. Please do Michigan. Let's look at Texas A&M. Because Michigan A&M. didn't even get – Michigan's not even in the first four. No, it's ridiculous. Um, Texas A&M, end of the season, 23-12 and 12 in a Power 5, Power 6 conference, 43 in Kempom. They have uh, – what are they? They ended – 12 and nine in conference. So winning conference record, which to me matters because I'm an old man, but winning conference record. Um, they beat Auburn in the tournament. They beat Alabama down the stretch. Decent wins against Mississippi State and Florida. They beat Arkansas early on. They beat Notre Dame, who is in the playing game. Barely lost to TCU on a neutral site. They had a rough stretch from late January to early February where they lost every game. Um, but that was against Kentucky, uh, Arkansas, LSU, all top 20 teams, two on the, two of those on the road, Tennessee on the road, LSU at home, and then Auburn on the road. Those are not easy games, especially mm-hmm. that time when Auburn was actually good. Um, but still, like, it is stupid that this team is not in the tournament, given that if we take a look at Michigan's record here, let's take a look. Michigan ended this, te- game, uh, this year 17-14. and 14. 17 and 14. They only won three more games than they lost. 
They lost to UCF. They lost to Rutgers. They lost to Minnesota. They lost to pretty bad teams down the stretch. And it's like, it's wild to me that the Big Ten is, they're rated 33 in Kempo. 33. I did did see that like Michigan had to cancel a bunch of uh, non-con games. That would have been pretty easy wins, and they would they would have inflated their record a little bit. Um, but I don't I care. With you. Yeah, I don't, we're not doing hypothetical either. NCAA tournament seeding. This is how do you feel about Rutgers making the tournament? Uh, I'm okay with it. Um, because they had a lot of good wins, and I think it's fun for them. But it's the same thing. It's big overinflation. The net was worse than CU's. They had some really bad losses. Um, and they beat Purdue when they were number one in the country, but we found out since then that Purdue is not the number one team in the country. You know, yeah. they lost their wins, lost some shine. I, I do like Rutgers mostly because they play like they're they're in rock fights all the time, and they have Ron Harper Jr., who I just adore. Um, and I think like they they could do something similar to Oregon State did last year, where they just kind of get teams in that rut. And they beat them with will and experience. Yeah, and it and it is nice to have a team that sucks against bad teams and is good against good teams <laughs> in the NCAA tournament. You can yeah. see some weird teams happen that way. So I, I like so. that they're in there. Michigan, I don't know how to feel about because I don't know how to feel about Colorado State. Not to get into this already, but um, I love the CSU team. You'll be rooting for CSU, I know, and I like watching David Roddy. But I, I didn't grow up a CSU fan like you did, so I, I can't say that I'm rooting for them. I mean, you should in general. Um, number one, CSU basketball fans, all five of them, are not nearly as annoying as as to deal with on a daily basis as CSU football fans have been in the past. Not saying that's true now because Steve Adazio really did a number on that program. But um, in general, I think the basketball program has been – less annoying and also pretty solid. You can make a, a historical argument that they are as good or better than CU all time. Um, so they have some I mean, good teams. CU was garbage most of their Right. So it's it's less of a deal as, as CSU football has been. Um, and also Nico Medved is a super fun coach. He runs a super fun offense. Um, mm-hmm. Defense is optional. The contract is... extension today. Good. Good. You should stay there for a long time. I hope so. Um Defense is optional, which is fine, but, you know, they shoot the lights out, and David Roddy is, like, one of the most fun players in the country to watch. 6'5", point guard slash center is, like, who's thicker than Evan Batty is just super fun. Um, and they won a lot of games. They're 25-5 this year. They lost to San Diego State, UNLV, UNLV again at home, who's apparently the kryptonite. Um, San Diego State twice, UNLV twice, and then Wyoming on the road, who is also a tournament team. So – They've, I mean, they have a pretty good resume, um, and they're pretty fun. I think it's insane that Michigan is a two and a half point favorite right now. Um, just insane. I don't, I don't get surprised. it. Wasn't Georgetown a pretty like a bet? It, it was 50 50 betting with Georgetown and CU last year. Uh, in terms of money or uh, like tickets put in, I don't know the difference. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I think a lot more tickets put in on Georgetown, but I think money-wise, it's pretty split down the middle because they realized C was going to get good value because the entire national media was like, Georgetown's back, blah, blah, blah. you know. Uh, and then we got fucking smoked. And then we destroyed uh, their program. Yeah, yeah. Do you, 
Do you have any uh, favorite players in this tournament to watch besides Roddy? And then I said Ron Harper Jr. Uh, yeah, Ron Harper Jr. at Rutgers and also uh, Mulvaney at Rutgers or Mulcahy or whatever is like your classic right. uh, New Jersey basketball player. Um, I do. They're going to be boring because they're all on top teams. But Oscar Shibway at Kentucky is my favorite player in the country, I think. Just a pure rebounding machine who just sucks okay. in boards. Um, it's just fun to have a guy who just maxes out on one stat like that. Um, he's good at other yeah. things, but it's like it's hilarious how good he is at rebounding. This might be the worst take that I've had on here in a while. Okay. But I, I, I feel like the past National Player of the Year have been better. Um, yes, like this better I totally agree. There's way less individual forces uh, that can hit everything this year. Okay, I would okay, say. so it's not a ridiculous take. Um, okay, so I have Jaime Jaquez. I have yes. Matt Bradley as our yes. old uh, Pac-12 guys. San Diego State. The, the Arizona guys are all good. All these teams that we're familiar with, I'll be rooting for Kennedy Chandler at Tennessee. Love Kennedy my, Chandler. And my guy, Santiago Vescovi, who I like. Nope. Um, I have one more. I, like, I have one more name for you. I like Keegan Murray. Yeah, I think he's a fun guy who scores. He scores in such weird yeah. ways because they don't run plays for him. And he just like happens to find buckets. It's super weird. Yeah, he, He's just an awkward type of player. His game is must be really hard to defend. I like Johnny Davis. I called him. Uh, I said he stole Gary Harris's talent earlier <laughs> this year, which was wrong on a couple levels. Uh, I like Johnny Gary Davis. Harris turned out to be quite decent. What? I like Johnny Davis. I think he's fun. Yeah. I generally no, dislike I like Wisconsin basketball as long as Brad Davis is still on their roster, but I like Johnny yeah, Davis. And he is his fifth year. And he's thinking about coming back for a sixth. What? Is that even possible? With COVID, it's possible. And when you look How like you're 12, you when you're 24, it's but doubly possible. I thought it was for five years. I Look, man, I don't make the rules, okay? I think he got hurt or something. I don't know. <sighs> Uh, I don't know any really other players who I have aren't Pac-12 related who are, or who aren't the obvious stars. And I have some least favorite players that I can mention, but I don't want to be a hater. But go okay. ahead. Uh, the other one, I've talked about him for two years in a row. I love EJ Liddell's game. I think Ohio yeah, State's okay. not good this year, but I think EJ Liddell is still super smooth. He's super fun to watch. Um, so that's probably my last like go-to. And then Malachi Smith at Chattanooga intrigues me. Yeah, how do you feel about Chattanooga? I, they're super fun. I like anyone called the moccasins. Or the mocks, I think they are. Yeah. Um, Don't they have a pretty good you, four seed? Are they playing Providence? No. They're playing they're a th- 13 seed playing Illinois. Illinois is a four seed. Still good. Upset. Illinois upset. is a little sketchy. I was wondering, I was gonna ask you about that on uh upset picks if I should go with Chattanooga. I, I did. Um, Go with Chattanooga. Okay, you, you've done that. I was also thinking about UAB against Houston. I did also I take think that one. I might also, but I think Houston might be the most underseeded team in this whole bracket. No. <laughs> I disagree. Oh, they don't have, I mean, who do they have that's going to score tough buckets? Houston? Yeah. Well, Marcus Sasser's hurt. Tremont not that hurt. Good. That was the issue you had. we had last year. Yeah, Sasser takes dumb shots, but he still took shots. They have Kyler Edwards, who's fine, I guess. 
but I don't know. I just don't trust their team. Yeah, I guess I, I didn't really realize that a lot of their guys were injured. So their stats might be a little overrated. I'm going to log you out of Ken Palm real quick. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if your best, if your highest usage player is a big man, I immediately don't really trust that. Um, but they, they seem like they could really challenge Arizona later down. So I, because they have that play style that Arizona probably will struggle to deal with. But I don't know. Okay, should we go? Bracket by bracket, or should I say my the players I hate? I'll say the players I hate when we get to them. Okay. Uh, you okay. saying region by region? Yes. Okay. Let's start uh, with Gonzaga in the top left. Yes. Okay. Okay, I'm picking Gonzaga. Yes. I'm picking Boise State. Yes. Uh, over Memphis because yep. I don't trust Memphis at all. You shouldn't. Boise <laughs> State picking, won the conference. I'm picking UConn. Yes. I'm picking Vermont. Okay. The 13 seed. We differ. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, I will always root for Vermont because I have connections to Vermont and I just like the, I just like them a lot, and I'm always waiting for them to be really good so I can pick them in my brackets. Okay. And it looks like they're better than they have been for a while. Yes, it's a good team. Bob McKillop, um, great coach. Go Catamounts. I've heard. I've read on these little articles that I catch up on during March Madness season that they like to slow down the pace and they take a lot of threes and they make a lot of threes. And that's typically a good upset uh, for me, formulation. I don't know how to feel about the Arkansas matchup because Arkansas seems pretty good and pretty athletic. So I was curious what you think. Uh, before I do that, did you see how Vermont announced their NCAA <laughs> tournament bid? What? Did you oh, see how no, Vermont announced how they got the bid? Mm-mm. So they were the first team to make it into the tournament because they won the American East regular season. I don't think the American East has a conference tournament. Um, uh, they do and they did. Well, maybe it was the first one then. But either way, their tweet yeah. about it had a graphic where they said, the Catamounts are in the NCAA tournament. Great. And then I guess at the same time, there was a there was a student uprising over how sexual assault cases for the previous Vermont teams were handled um, regarding <laughs> yeah. some other players. So on the graphic, yeah, I, it I says, like, players, yeah. we got the NCAA tournament. Congrats to the Catamounts. <laughs> and right after this, it says, we take sexual assault allegations very seriously. <laughs> We swear, you know, we're going to work with the university investigators to make sure this comes to light. We're totally clean. It's like the same graphic. It's yeah, no, I did weird. see that. That was pretty bad. Um, <laughs> but yes, Arkansas, I think, is going to stop on Vermont. Uh, they're just going to run them out of the gym. Constant fast breaks. J.D. Note is one of the most fun players to watch in the country, and I hope he continues to be good. Um, I just don't put him on my favorite list because, like you said, Arkansas plays basketball not my favorite way. A lot of threes, a lot of just string bean athletic types. Um, I like I like my boys thick, um, with with plenty of room to maneuver in the post, and they don't believe in posts. So, um, yeah, but I think Arkansas is going to take them. I actually think Arkansas is going to take everyone until they get to Gonzaga, in the in that little bit. Okay, so you like them over UConn? Yep. Hmm. Okay. So so is there anything about UConn we should talk about? Good or defense, coached by Bobby Hurley brothers. Boom. Done. 
Okay, great. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm going to take Rutgers or Notre Dame. I would take Rutgers over Notre Dame. Yep, I'm taking Alabama that. out as soon as possible. That team is broken. Yeah, okay, yeah, that team's broken. We can move along quickly. Uh, I'm taking Texas Tech yep. as the very obvious choice. Yep. Uh, I'm taking Davidson over Michigan State. We differ. I it's a 10-7, so I don't really care. I like yeah. Davidson, so I'm gonna pick them every time. Okay. Um I'm a Steph Curry original fan. Uh, TM. Okay. Hope you get to the brownie points looking for with that. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, they also had the guy named uh Damon Brooks, which was uh Demon Brooks. If you take out the apostrophe <laughs> back in the day. Um worth it. All right, and then I'll just do the second round here. Um, Gonzaga Duke, I'm assuming. Boise State. You're taking what? Duke, I'm assuming. I'm taking Gonzaga let's over just, Boise State. Let's just get to the Elite Eight and Final Four. Let's just get to that. What? We, do you want to skip Sweet 16? Okay, okay. Well, we can go Sweet 16. Wait, I'm just going to – okay, I'm, okay, hang on. Just give me a second. I was going to do it live, so I don't, I don't have my picks yet. I see. Okay. No, let's okay. do Sweet 16 then. So I have – my Sweet 16 is now very chalky. Yeah. Gonzaga, Arkansas. Okay. Same. You convinced me. Texas Tech and Duke. Uh, same. Well, no. Texas Tech, I have in the Sweet 16. I have Michigan State beating Duke. Why? Uh, I don't think this Duke team is very good. I think they are overseeded. Um, I think Paulo Bencaro and um, AJ Griffin are good. I think Michigan State in March does have a magical quality to them. Um, I like how Michigan State's team is constructed. Sissoko in the middle, who see you recruited and almost got, by the way, is great. Mm. Bingham is a defensive freak. Uh, MJ Walker is pretty solid on the outside making shots. Um, they just need one more guy to step up. I think Izzo can make that happen. And I, uh, I'm rooting against Duke this year. So there you go. Okay. Well, I think Duke has some players that I actually trust because they look pretty polished. I like Keels. I like Williams. Oh inside kills is okay kills is probably gonna be one of the bigger x factors in this because the he can't really shoot and if he does hit some shots and that's nice and it opens up the rest of his game but uh no i I think wendell moore and paulo bencaro are polished enough to where i think that they'll be able to score against good defenses okay well we Um, differ that's fine i'm taking gonzaga and i'm taking texas tech wow okay uh, I don't really know much about Texas Tech, but I like to root for them. Good defense. Fun, fun bigs, in my opinion. Okay, Santo great. Silva is really fun. And then Gonzaga. Um, yep. Yeah, I also have Gonzaga. They're always going to be in my final four, honestly. Um, okay, moving on to the Baylor group. Okay, this is a ridiculous, ridiculous bracket. Yeah. Like, this the best of every seed line is in this bracket. <laughs> Um, Do you think Baylor's the best one? No, I think they are going to get punked. <laughs> but the best yeah. of every other seed bracket. Okay. Um, yeah, North Carolina or Marquette, I don't really know, and I don't really Taking care. Taking UNC, they're picking at the right time. Amanda Bay got super fun. Okay, why not? Um, I'll just, I'm going to take Baylor to beat them. Uh, what Do you think, is there a reason I shouldn't take Baylor over North Carolina? No. Okay, great. Um, St. Mary's in Wyoming or Indiana is tough. And, but 
St. Mary's getting a five seed as a non-conference winner is insane. Like, I remember well, Gonzaga. No, I know they're good, but I remember Gonzaga winning their conference and losing, like, two games all season and getting, like, a seven seed. It's, we've come a long way. Yeah, WCC has some respect. And now it's getting a little bit tougher to find those Cinderella teams because the mid-majors are getting seeded correctly. Um, I'm taking UCLA over Akron. Yep. Uh, pretty pretty easy. Yep. Uh, I'm taking UCLA over St. Mary's. Yes. I actually think, I think Indiana is going to beat Wyoming, unfortunately. Um, but I think Indiana is not Wyoming deserved to, to be in this that. tournament. Yeah. Okay, UCLA over St. Mary's. I'm with you. I have Baylor and UCLA's two sweet 16 representatives. Okay, and then I'll come back to that. Um, I have Virginia Tech over Texas. Same. The easiest pick in the bracket for yep. me because I fucking hate Texas. They're, they're, they're team, not that I don't like their team. Like, I'm fine with Texas. I don't really care. Um, I hate their guards. Yeah, their makeup. So I hate their roster makeup. It's just the worst. Um, yeah, I also have Vautech winning that. Who, who? Let's see how many small guards who take shit shots do they have? Okay, well, they I count have, Andrew Jones, Courtney yep. Ramey, Marcus and Carr. Marcus Carr. Okay, yep. yeah, that's too too many. You can survive one guard who takes bad shots. Okay, uh, but these guys, like the worse they shoot, the more selfish they get. It's insane. Like they were like that last year too. I agree. Purdue uh, taking Purdue. Um, the tragic then, 710 line. The tragic 710 line with two of the most exciting mid-majors in the bracket. I don't know who to pick. Who would you pick? I'm, well, I mean, Murray. I, I think Murray State's completely understated still. I think uh-huh. in any other bracket, I would probably take them over the two seed. Um, so it's unfortunate for them. But I think Murray State's beating San Fran, who also got screwed because they would – be a better 10 7 upset elsewhere. Like San Fran yeah, versus Ohio yeah. State, I'm thinking San Fran. Yeah, I, I do think San Fran, their their best games this year were losses, like close losses. Yes, but they're still a good team. Solid. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm from Kentucky over the St. Peter's Peacocks, which I think is so funny. Uh, and yes. then I don't know who to take between Virginia Tech and Purdue. I took I want- Purdue. Okay, you took Purdue. Was it pretty easy? Yeah, I think Zach Eady is is going to be really good until you come up to guys who are as big as him. How do you feel about Jaden Ivey? I am fine with him. He usually pulls it off. He does crazy stuff. Kentucky over Murray State, right? Because they're just too much. Yes, I'm. Yes. Do you trust Kentucky's guards? Yes, a thousand percent. Ty Ty Washington is so good. Oh my god, and Severe William. Ty Ty has been a bit inconsistent. I don't. I. I. He's still so good, and Severe Wheeler, okay. Wheeler can get to the hoop whenever he wants. It's he's so okay. fun to watch. Um, my favorite upset in this. So I. I also have another chalky pick. Thanks to you, I've got my one, a two, a three, and a four in my Sweet Sixteen. Uh. Yep. Same. <laughs> Thank you for helping me. Here's how I go upset. I'm taking, I'm taking UCLA over Baylor. Same. Why do you think so? UCLA as a four seed is number eight in Ken Palm, which is hilarious to me. Um, they yeah, were hurt all year. Houston is number four in Ken, what? 
They were hurt all year. They were hurt all year. Juzang and uh, Hawkes are both healthy-ish now. Jalen Clark is a beast, a goddamn freak on defense, and he is now starting. Um, they figured out how to kind of how to use Jules Bernard. Um, so I, I think they are really, <laughs> really, really good. Which is having him be a six man. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thanks the offense with bad shots. Or or keeps them afloat with bad shots that he makes. Yes, when he's a sixth man. That's much more acceptable. <laughs> right, right. Six men can take bad shots. It's okay. Um, yeah, no, if Jules Bernard is not in the starting lineup, I'm taking them all the way to the final four. Uh, um, well, yeah, and, and Baylor's guards are not what they were last year. James Akinjo is no. not Jared Butler. And we've seen James Akinjo, and he torched CU, but he's still not that good. Um, Kentucky or Purdue? I know you're taking Kentucky. Why is that? Yes. Uh, Do you they feel have like... the size to match up with Edie and yeah, but, but okay. So Trayvon Trayvon Williams is one of the best rebounders in the country himself. Great passer. Zach Edie is seven foot four polished. Do you think like maybe they can neutralize Shab- the Shabway? Oh my god. So they, they can't Purdue really can't play Edie and Williams the same time that much. They don't overlap that okay. much with their minutes. Um, yeah, that's and, why Travion's a six man. Yeah. So Kentucky has the ability to run better than Purdue does. Um, Jade and Ivy, Jared Ivy, Jaden, Jaden, right? Jaden Ivy. Goddamn, yeah. Is probably the best guard, probably the best player in, well, not the best player, but the best guard in this game. But I still love Wheeler in Washington. Both Kellen Grady is a really good weapon to have, just sprinting off his screens whenever he wants to. Um, and Keon Brooks has really turned it on the past month or so um, to be a kind of gadget player. I just I think Kentucky is one of the th- four best teams right now in the country, so I'm going to pick them. Do you often pick Kentucky, or do you have a bias one way or the other? I, I do have a bias do. for Kentucky, but I generally okay. just like the way that Cal constructs rosters. Okay, um, no shooting often, but they do yes. have shooting this year. Yes, no shooting. Um, how, how do you feel about UCLA or Kentucky on your bracket? I am taking Kentucky, but I would have taken UCLA against any other two seed. Yeah, well, I'm taking UCLA. Um, Smart, I like it. I just like I just like another Pac-12 team. Final Four bid. <sighs> okay, speaking of Pac-12 Final Four, who I'm trying to avoid because I don't want to root for them, Arizona. <laughs> Is my one seed? They're obviously going to win, right? State or Bryant? That would be here's a, here's a spoiler. I don't have them as my final four for this for this side. Of the oh, bracket. okay, yeah, okay. Let's see how this goes. Okay, so Seton Hall or TCU? TCU. Um, yeah, I, I I think TCU will win too, but I do want to highlight a player that I hate is Mike Miles Jr. at TCU. Hmm. <laughs> uh, don't know the name. Yeah. He was on the FIBA World Cup U19 team okay. for USA. Took Jamari Walker's spot? No, uh, Harrison Ingram did. Um, but uh, he, he, I just like, if you watch him play, he's like one of those short, stocky guards who's like six foot one. He talks a lot of shit and he misses a lot of shots. Like um, Miles Powell, but worse. <laughs> Miles Powell slander. Um, so uh, more Miles Powell slander. Seton Hall's going to lose this game. Um, Here's my galaxy brain. I'll tell you why. Yes. It's because Kevin Willer is going to be rumored and then accept the Maryland job. Oh, interesting. 
Okay. Why? Uh, I guess it doesn't matter. Um, okay, Houston or UAB? UAB. Why is that? Because uh, dragons are cooler than cougars. Hmm. Is that really the reason? I like UAB's team this year. Solid. I think Houston just doesn't have a lot of gas. I mean, this is going to be a popular 12-5 upset. Um, and one always happens. This is the one I'm picking. And, yeah, it's because UAB has a sweet dragon logo. Um, and also, what year was it where they made the Sweet 16 run, which is a bunch of, like, 6'4 dudes you could shoot? I didn't even know they made the tournament. Oh, my before, God. Well, yeah, so that's UAB. That's why I'm picking UAB. Yeah, so they they uh, create turnovers. They get their own rebounds, and they make a lot of threes. That's a pretty good recipe for winning. It's just Houston is such a good defensive team. Yes. What was Kelvin Sampson's reputation? Was he an underachiever before his Final Four run? Was that the deal? Well, his reputation was based off of Indiana, where he was fired because they thought he was underachieving in Indiana before realizing that 20 years after he was fired would be even worse. And he also was doing some (laughs) shady recruit stuff and being mean. He's still mean to his players. He's he's a hard coach. He will coach his players hard. They seem to like him, though. Okay. Um, Okay, so if Houston does lose, I can't. I can't do it. I'm taking Houston. Okay. And then Chattanooga and Illinois. You picked Chattanooga, yeah? I picked Chattanooga. Um, Illinois seems disjointed right now. It's because Curbelo is the opposite of a consistent point guard, and he is their best point guard. So, yeah. Coburn is as known of a quantity as there is in college basketball. You know exactly what you're going to get with Kofi Coburn. Yeah. Uh, same with Trent Frazier. You know exactly what he's going to give you, defense and threes. But Curbelo is just insanely hot and cold. So they play hot and cold. I can see, though, Curbelo getting hot and making things happen. Yes, I can I also see, can see Chattanooga getting hot and making things happen. Okay, I'm going to take Chattanooga. Yes. Who do you take between Chattanooga and Houston? Between Chattanooga and UAB, you mean? For me? Okay. Well, am I doing your bracket, or are you helping me create this bracket? Uh, I I would take Houston against Chattanooga, but I would take take Chattanooga against UAB. Should I hedge and pick Chattanooga? If if picking the 13 seed of the Sweet 16 is hedging, your bracket is whack. Uh, But sure. (laughs) Hmm. Can you tell me why you would pick Houston? Uh, after Chattanooga, sliding them. After sliding them against UAB? Yeah. I think because Chattanooga is a one-person offense for the most part, so I think Houston could defend enough and make that gritty and gross and to win. Okay. I'm going to go back and I'm going to pick Illinois. So lame. And UAB. And so then I'm going to pick Illinois over UAB. Okay. Still late, and then Arizona. <laughs> we can have the same bracket. Um, CSU or Michigan? CSU, easy. Easy. Michigan's a bad All right, team. So David Roddy, he's going to school Musa Diabate, right? He, yeah, he, he will be the best player on the court. Yeah. 
And Isaiah Stevens is a really good guard for CSU. Kendall Moore is great off the bench. They need some form of shooting from someone other than those two. They have Jacob Peters, who's doing well right now. D2 All-Star transferred up to CSU. Adam Thistlewood is oh, can disappear. Um, so they just need one other person to show up, but that'll happen. They're, this this is a win. Okay. Let me make sure that Gian Clavel is not stuck in Ukraine right now. <laughs> oh, what a name. Um, it says he was playing basketball in the Ukrainian league most recently. In Kiev. Oh, shit. Okay, I hope he's fine. Um, I'm taking Tennessee over Longwood. Of course. Because I watched Tennessee basketball this year, and they're fucking good. They're awesome. Um, and then I'm going to take them over CSU. Because course, same. if CSU makes it to the Sweet 16, they're going to be annoying. They won't get past Tennessee. They, no. Tennessee is a joke. Okay. And you're saying that as a homer. Okay. And we both don't like Ohio State this year. Even I, you who I, loves. I, yes. What? Yes. I still took them over Loyal Chicago, but yes, I don't like them this year. Okay. So I think I like Lucas Williamson at Loyola. And I think he can shut down uh, Brackham at Ohio State. I hope so. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take that. Uh, and I'm just going to trust their system. And also, I did not realize that the coach is Denzel Valentine's brother. That's yeah. Chicago uh, legends. Like him. Uh, I'm taking Villanova. Over the Blue Hens? And then, yes, over the Delaware Blue Hens. Shout out to Joe Flacco. Um I'm taking loyal uh, Villanova over Loyola Chicago. Yep. Because if that's a slowed down game, Villanova is just going to win that. And then I have another Sweet Sixteen. That's one, four, three, two. <laughs> I need to spice this. You had up. the option. You had the option to take the thirteen. It could have been one, thirteen, okay. three, I'm two. I'm taking Chatt- Chattanooga, and I'm taking UAB. Beautiful. Okay, now I have Arizona, UAB, Tennessee, and Villanova. Yep. I'm taking Arizona. Yep. I'm taking Tennessee. Yep. And you're taking Tennessee. Yes. And I'm taking Arizona. Arizona might be the best team in the country right now, but I just love Tennessee. I can't pick against them. It's hard. Is Rick Barnes a reason? Yes, I love Rick Barnes. I love Kennedy Chandler. Kevin Durant missed. He didn't even make the Sweet 16 with Kevin Durant. Yes, but he also made the Elite Eight with TJ Ford and Lamarcus Aldridge, who are sweet what are you players. TJ Ford was literally the national player of the year. Yeah, who Rick Barnes recruited. Why is that a, a slight against Rick Barnes? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm taking Kansas. Okay. Uh, Texas Southern and Texas A&M Corpus Christi, the latter of whom is the worst in, call, in, the, in the field. <laughs> Worse than Oregon State. <laughs> Woof. I don't believe that. I really don't believe that. Um, I'm taking San Diego State because of yes. Matt Bradley. Yes. Did you pick Kansas over Northern Iowa, or did you pick Northern Iowa in like 2009 or whatever? Kansas. I picked Kansas. Okay. Uh, I picked Northern Illinois. Uh, I'll leave for uh, Oakmanesh, assistant coach at CSU. <laughs> what? The guy who had the shot. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, are you picking Iowa? This is a popular 12-5 upset. I am picking Iowa, but this is a popular one. So the thing with Richmond that I'm getting hung up on in my head is that they're a bunch of seniors and they're 
they've they've been really good. They're a good defensive team. Um, but I think that I'm falling into the same trap that everybody was falling into last year, which is just because the team is experienced doesn't mean they're going to be good. Yes, and people love to overrate experience. Um, I I was also hot as hell right now. Like they are the hottest team in the country. Period. Yeah, but well, we also have this issue of the Big Ten champs. Of uh, sometimes the Big Ten championship matters more than the rest of the season, and like that's their championship, and there they might, there might be a letdown after that. I don't know. I mean, Keegan Murray's fun. Jordan Bohan is old. If you're looking at experience, he's going to take a lot of bad shots. Uh, I don't know. I don't trust Richmond that much, but maybe they'll win. Okay. I'll take I'll take Iowa. Um, and then Providence, South Dakota State. So South Dakota State, they have this guy. Um, what's his name? He looks all right. Baylor Shearman, and he's from Nebraska. Uh, I don't want to know what his politics are, but he looks like it. Um, they go against Providence, who is not a very good offensive team, but they have some very good defenders, including a small forward who will try to take out Shearman from the game. Yes. Do you trust a one-man offense against a good defense that's matched up against him well? Uh, or are you biased enough to pick Ed Cooley for the win? I'm, I'm, I am taking Providence because I love Ed Cooley and Al Durham is Captain Clutch. Okay. I'll do it. Okay. And I need an upset. I need I can't have a chalk sweet 16. Can you tell me a good reason to take San Diego State over Kansas? I need I need something. I uh, no. <laughs> There's no way that Kansas Diego State wins that game. <laughs> I mean, Matt Bradley's probably going to shoot 50. I could tell you why not to take LSU or Wisconsin uh, on this yeah, side of the bracket. No. Do we know how, if Johnny Davis is actually hurt? He is. I don't think it's that big of a deal, but LSU doesn't have a head coach. Yeah, but is Will Wade even a good enough coach? People would say yes. Okay, because I'm thinking with Will Wade, and I might be wrong, is that he's a recruiter who recruits people using certain means that we very well know what they are. Using certain means that everyone uses, but he was dumb about using them. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, But these types of coaches, they're not necessarily stratagems. Like, that's not why he's at LSU. He's at LSU to recruit. Is there a chance that his assistant coach is a better X's and O's coach than him and that LSU faces the bump? I don't think this will happen. I don't think what you're saying is what happened. I think they don't care about playing this tournament, really. I don't think the players care that much. Maybe they do. I don't know. Because I think they're also realizing it's very possible that none of these wins will count. Oh, like they give a fuck. Montrez Harrell is still a national champion. Well, I think that speaks to the greatness of Rick Pitino. Okay, um, we can leave that aside. Um, so, do you, you're taking LSU over Iowa State? No, I'm taking Iowa State. Stats, okay, because everything kind of points to if LSU plays normal basketball and they're not like out of it, they should be a matchup issue for Iowa State because Iowa State for the like they will commit 35 turnovers in this oh, game. Oh yeah, the way LSU. 
defense. This is a this is a biased pick. I don't think I have anything on my side. I just don't like LSU basketball under Will Wade, so I will pick against them. Well, they're not under Will Wade, so I'm picking them. Okay. Um, USC or Miami? Speaking of coaches, we don't like. I like Larinaga. <laughs> no, I know. I know you like Larinaga. <laughs> so it's like Miami at uh, USC, yeah. though. Yeah. What? I still took USC though. Yeah, I, there's a much better team. Like, oh yeah, might have gotten underseeded. They got that way underseeded. They got way underseeded. I mean, fuck them. But I guess I kind of have to take them. Do you trust Auburn to beat no USC? No, I picked USC. Fuck, I don't want USC to get to the Sweet Sixteen after they just got to the Elite Eight. I do. That's money. I mean, you get money it's, for it's that. Andy Enfield would stay in the Pac-12. He is still staying in the Pac-12, unfortunately. Uh, I guess fortunately for us. No, no, no. But... Fortunately for us. No, we like him here. Um, so, I, I did. I don't have I a single USC. upset on this side of the bracket. <sighs> Not a single upset. You're no help. I'm I'm going shock. And then I have upsets in the in the Sweet 16s and Elite 8s, as you've noticed. So... It's more fun that way. That's what last year's tournament was, and it was a super great tournament because it was all chalk until it mattered. Okay. Um, so you take I, you would take Wisconsin over LSU, and you would take USC over Auburn. Uh, I took Wisconsin over Iowa State. Yeah. And I took USC over Auburn. And you took Wisconsin for your elite eight? No, I took USC for my elite eight. Why? Uh, I don't think Wisconsin's that great. They're fine. I like Johnny Davis. Yeah, but USC's not that good either. No, they're not. But not this, I, I think I, this region is awful outside of Kansas I and maybe it. Iowa. I don't want to pick any of these teams. Right. They're not good. So They're not good. So, Are yeah, I took Iowa USC because I think USC can muck it up and they have the height and the length to do a lot of damage with people. And all you need is Drew Peterson getting hot for 80 minutes, and then you're going to go to the lead eight. I know. And Boogie Ellis can get hot, too. Yeah. Did we just glance over why Auburn's going to lose? Like, I feel like we did. Because they're completely falling apart. They have one of the best players in the country, and they can't get in the ball because their guards decide that they want to take the ball in. Yeah, that's what I've heard with Auburn, is that their guards are actively hurting the team yes jabari smith could take them to any win he wants if they could give him the ball but they don't give him the ball and it's infuriating to watch yeah good thing i don't watch auburn basketball okay i don't want to take usc but i think you're right thank you they're more likely than wisconsin because wisconsin's not that good um i know i just say you have two pack 12 oh, teams in the final good. four by the way what you have two pack 12 teams in the final four by the way yeah, i know I'm with well usc going to the elite eight yeah, I want my our Kempom to rise to fifty-three. That's right. Three. To make it look like it's a really bad snub at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. We finished with twenty-one wins in this conference with three final yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, You took Iowa over Kansas. No, I took Kansas. Okay, why? Um, because they're better. Yeah. So Kansas has Ochai Abaji, <laughs> who is probably a top three player in the country. Um, Remy Martin has embraced his role as a bench guy, as the ultimate yeah. bench guy. Um, yes, he should be. David McCormick has gotten slightly better. 
Uh, He was Big 12 Player of the Year preseason. I know, which is hilarious. I mean, it's because everyone overrates him always. I don't get it. It was laughable when it happened. McKinley Wright has always been better than Matthew Martin, but I digress. Um, David McCormick is fine for now. Like He's okay now. Uh, Jalen Coleman lands, is hitting shots. Uh, They just have a lot of bodies. They're really deep, and I love Abaji. So that's my that's my decision okay, and who's and that christian braun isn't that the, the white guy they have who's just like you know yeah is super no, saucy good. and dunks on people and yeah he's he's good okay uh so you're taking so now my final four is gonzaga okay. ucla okay arizona and kansas revenge of western mississippi that seems too chalky Final four are like always chalky. I don't know what to tell you. That's not fun. Okay. okay I thought we're picking the a win. Fan, the average fan who wants uh, uh, more upsets. Are you saying who they would pick for the final four? Where, where, where would you pick? Like, if you could find a team who could make a deep run. That's like, like double digit seed or like low seed? Eight, uh, six seed or higher. Um, Give me a Wichita State. Six seed or higher. Uh, Murray State's a good bet. Any team that wins 30 games is really good. Um, and if Man, they can beat Kentucky, they can beat anyone else in that Kentucky. bracket. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would still say Michigan State betting against Tom Izzo in March is always a fool's bet. Um. I don't know. Like all these other teams, have to turn into completely different teams. There's yeah, no way Notre there's... Dame does it. There's no way Notre Dame does it. I mean, I guess Rutgers if they just keep the magic. Who are your? Did you have any good upset picks last year? Like who went deep? Uh, I don't remember anything other than picking CU a lot. Um, yeah, I picked CU and then UCLA. Yeah, we both were high on UCLA. And I thought was I was an upset pick that went deep. I thought I was being so there generous. you go. We both were high on UCLA. Uh, that okay. Is, there was some 12 or 13 seed upset that we both called, and I don't remember what it was. Oregon State over Tennessee. No. I don't think either of us that said that. It. Was it really? Did we no, both say we that? Both picked Oregon State, and we both said. Oh, that's that was a five twelve. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh. I was thinking the game after um, that. I did not think Oregon State would get to the elite eight. Oklahoma okay, State. so if yeah. I just keep it chalky, I'm taking Gonzaga. I'm taking Arizona over Kansas. That's who it was. That's who we picked. I believe we both picked Winthrop with Adonis Arms, right? Yeah, I think you convinced me. Okay, sorry. Like, am I missing these cool players? Or I, I feel like all these mid-major teams that would have been fun, like 11 or 12s or 7 or 10 seeds now. Quick, start talking about the transfer portal and you can complete the trifecta of how the transfer portal is ruining mid-major basketball. Is it? Uh, no, I disagree. Nope, I but like not. people like Adonis Arms, who would be super seniors leading Winthrop to the tournament again, are now at Texas Tech. Who I pick in my Elite Eight. So I'm okay with that. Um, 
Let me see. Okay, so now I have my final four. I have Gonzaga over UCLA. Yep. And then I have Arizona over Kansas. Okay. I, I, I went think... with Kentucky over Gonzaga and Kansas over Tennessee. Oh, see, I like your final four better than mine already. It's more chalky, so I don't know why you would, but okay. No, your final four is less chalky. Oh, no, I guess Let's... it's about the same. Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. Do I want to go Homer and pick UCLA? In the tournament, in the championship game? Or do I want to pick Gonzaga? That would be the final four game. Yeah, I'm in the final. Okay. Do, do I want to pick UCLA or Gonzaga? Up to you. Okay, I'm sticking with Gonzaga. Okay, Gonzaga or Arizona? That's going to be a really fun game if that ends up being the final. Uh, I would probably pick Arizona in that case, honestly. I don't want to. Then don't. Pick Gonzaga. I won't. <laughs> okay. They got to win it all the, one of these years. This is the year. What's, my, what's the score? 85 to 84. High. High scoring. Well, these two teams. Who hits the game-winning shot? Andrew Nemhard does. Wow. Okay. What? I he's not. He's like fifth, sixth on my list of favorite uh, Gonzaga players. But yeah, but who handles the ball late in the shot clock for them? He does. Strother. I would pick Strother to hit that shot. That guy's insane. Yeah, I forgot his first name, so I wasn't gonna say. Or Nolan Higgins. Okay. Oh, I love Razier Bolton. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm confident with this. What about Joe like Few? Little walk on Joe Few, Mark's son. What about him hitting the last shot? Right. <laughs> what about Kirk Crispa hitting the last shot? Oh, Coming back from the dead. We forgot to talk about the NCAA tournament women's bracket. And it's already probably an hour. Yeah, this is still too long. Um yeah, so see, you got the seventh seed playing 10 seed <laughs> Creighton, uh, which I thought was still a little low for the CU team, who I think is still the top 30s in net, but whatever. Um, they're good. This, we know the CU team is good. Maya Hollingshed's last run. Um, and their reward, if they do end up beating Creighton, uh, is playing Iowa of Caitlin Clark mm-hmm. fame in Iowa City, uh, which is terrible. Brutal. Terrible. So, um, you know, I'm not putting a lot of expectations on them. I think they will win their first season at first matchup, which is a fun little anecdote at CU versus CU. Um, and I, I was going to make one of those jokes in the article, but then I decided against it. I thought I, I was better than that. I think they will win that first game. Um, against Iowa is really hard because Caitlin Clark is the, probably the best player in the country. So playing yes. the best player in the country is hard. <sighs> Yeah, and also this CU team is not good at defending the three-point line. Yeah, and well, it doesn't – honestly, that might counterintuitively work for them because Caitlin Clark, it doesn't matter how well you defend the three-point line, she's still going to make them. So it's like, yeah, hmm. if you just let her drop 50 and try to stop everyone else, maybe you can win. Also, I had this realization watching the CU women's last year is that the 2-3 zone is a lot worse when everyone's like six foot two. Yeah. Yeah. 
That is a good realization. <laughs> they just don't have a long of arm. I was like, wow, I wonder if Syracuse just gets six foot seven point guards. Okay. Yeah, and Michael Carter Williams can go in the lottery because of the zone. Yeah. Um, is, do we have anything else? I hate this bracket, by the way. Uh, no, I have nothing else. <laughs> All right, bye. All right. Goodbye. Buzz! 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 Buzz!